I kind of left school um, at 16. I wasn't very successful at school um, because I suffered from a degree of dyslexia. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really fit into the kind of established yeah, it's hard. education mm-hmm. establishment. I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, small business advanced tax planning and compliance extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans Podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. Today, I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Jonathan Denwood. Jonathan is a leading influencer in the WordPress space with his own leading podcast in the e-learning entrepreneurship WordPress area, which is WordPress Tonic, which I was on last week, which was really fun, and a champion of the e-learning entrepreneur who wants to build a substantial online business. Many people who have great experience with a knowledge with a lot of knowledge to share in their field get caught up with the choosing and implementing the technology to publish their first course. Jonathan can really help in getting people to get over their hurdle so that they can really concentrate on marketing their course to its targeted audience. Welcome. All right. Fantastic being on your show, Jamie. Thank you for the invite. I have so many questions about your e-learning platforms. Um, But first, what was your first job? My first job, um, it was in retailing. It was um, helping out in the dry cleaning business. Doing, what were you doing? How old were you? Oh, I was about 16. Yeah, Yeah. 16. My father was in dry cleaning, but he had sold his business a couple of years before. And I was just helping a a friend of my father Mm -hmm. um, in their dry cleaning business. So um, I was just learning the ropes, basically. That's crazy. So you didn't want to go into the dry cleaning business? I did in the end. Yes. Oh, did you? <laughs> yes, in my uh, early 20s. Oh, wow. So um, give us a quick synopsis, synopsis about your career journey. Well, um, I kind of left school um, at 16. I wasn't very successful at school because um, I suffered from a degree of dyslexia. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really fit into the kind of established yeah, it's hard. Education mm-hmm. establishment. Um, so I left at 16 and I just had a number of um, casual jobs. And then um, I kind of saved up a little bit of money because I was still living with my parents. And my father agreed he would help me buy a dry cleaning business. Oh, wow. And with the money I saved and the money that he, he was prepared to be a guarantor of a loan, um, we found a, a kind of run-down dry cleaning business um, that we thought had some possibility of being a, a reasonable business. So I bought it, and then over about 20 years, I built that business up, and that ended up with a kind of centralised unit with about five satellite stores. Oh, wow. Was that here or in the UK? That was in the UK. Do you still have the stores? No, no. I sold, I sold it when I came to America. And then so how did you get into building WordPress sites and then also e-learning? Um, I wanted to um, get a degree um, as a mature student. I was the only person at that time in my family that would probably get a degree, that had a degree. And I, I got into computers 
um, around, um, I'm just thinking back, around 95, 94, mm -hmm. when the internet was just starting to grow in the UK. Mm -hmm. And um, I was intrigued. I had a friend that said, oh, well, this internet thing's going to be big, you know. <laughs> um, I love that. This internet thing is going to be big. <laughs> it's going to be big. It's going to be uh, big. <laughs> big. And um, I said, oh, it might be, it might not. But I was intrigued by, um, I was thinking of the first, it was Yahoo. Yeah, Yahoo was one of the first mm -hmm. search engine. It was a glorified directory, actually. And, you know, I think there's only about a thousand, when I got into it, there was only about a thousand websites in the world in total. Mm -hmm. um, so I got, I got, and then one of my universities, my local university that was very close to my main business was offering um, a multimedia degree. And basically what that was like, it was like visual basic <laughs> with a lot of uh, multimedia director and multimedia uh, multimedia used used to own dreamweaver firework fireworks mm -hmm. um a number of it was a competitor to adobe oh yeah until, until adobe bought them um <laughs> and what their original product was director and what director was it was it enabled you to build applications which then you could put on cds mm -hmm. and then um so i'm really aging myself now <laughs> i have had experience with all of those um that was a long time ago <laughs> yeah and you're bringing so, it all up i was like 15 mm. at the time so i did it as a as a full-time student because mm -hmm. um i'm in the uk a, a full-time degree takes three years and it was right next door to my main business so i was running a quite a busy business plus doing this full-time degree um because in england if you do it part-time it take about five years mm -hmm. and I, I i didn't want to spend five years doing a degree and um which was okay until like the middle of the second year and then the workload got and then they found out I was running a business as well. So I got a bit of a ticking off about that. <laughs> um, they weren't too happy, but they still keep, they still allowed me to finish the degree. That's awesome. So you do, so you're, so you're a WordPress person. So you yes. build websites on, do you still build websites on WordPress or is that not something you do anymore? I, I tinkle a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I've, got, I've got some of the small, some of the smaller projects um, I might have a go at just to keep my hand in, um, but um, I, we have we are a small team now. I have, okay. I have a couple of dedicated developers, a really good graphic designer, and I've got a really great project manager that helps me out if we've got multiple projects. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have a niche that you work in? Well, it's the learning area. Right. You know, it's, right. uh, it's helping people that want to use learning management systems. Mm -hmm. um, which are systems that are con control membership sites and mm -hmm. give you more features and more organization and um, what a membership plugin does it, it just secures certain areas of a wordpress site um to a certain membership level mm -hmm. where a learning management system is designed 
um, to facilitate um, the actual learning of information. How did you get started in course creation for e-learning? Um, I had one client. Um, I was just a, I was a freelancer working for a couple established digital agencies, and also taking on my own private clients, but I didn't specialize in any one area. And then I had a client approach me that actually wanted to build an online course and mm-hmm. an online business. And it was a really fantastic project. I really enjoyed it. So I thought, um, why not try and specialize in that particular area? And that was about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's been a great decision, really. Yeah, I mean, everybody has a course. everybody has a course um so what so what are the some of the keys to building a a successful online course um i think one of the keys is don't get out for your first course don't get over ambitious Mm -hmm. and don't um think that the value proposition is that you should build an enormous course Mm -hmm. um a lot of people um think to establish value the way they're going to do that is like i call it a war and peace course (laughs) you know it's going to be um, like 30 lessons you know Mm -hmm. it's going to be like 10 hours long Mm -hmm. um that really um is a lot of investment in time and energy and money um even if you did everything on your own yeah um and for your first course to do something on your own that size is a is a bit over ambitious and really totally unnecessary um because you really um you learn from your first group of students mm-hmm. you know um even if you know um the area where you're going to teach quite, quite extensively and um let's say you do a, a pre-launch um, exercise and you have a small batch it nothing can really um be the, the same as taking your first batch of paying students mm-hmm. and taking through the the first irritation ir, irritations okay yeah um first iteration uh, yeah thank you you're welcome or, or, of the course because you learn so much from your first batch of students. And you learn what they want, right? So you can say, hey, I'm going to teach somebody about this. And you can build a small course around it. And people can be like, yeah, but I also wanted this and that and the other thing. More. Exactly. Like, you, you, learn, you, you learn so much from, mm-hmm. from that first course. And that first course, um, if it's successful and, you're, and then you look at building it out or replacing it with a much more in-depth course that first course can be um be can can be turned into a lead generator mm-hmm. i it can become a low price or a free course mm-hmm. that you can utilize in your marketing so that, I, I would say that's the first the first thing that a lot of people they overcomplicate things mm-hmm. and they 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 look at building getting it all done in once and build this mega course. Right. I think it's hard once you get started because you're like, oh, but then people want this and people are going to want to know this and people are going to want to know this. So, um, so, so your first key is to pick something small or, you know, do a small course 
And then, um, and then, you know, talk us, talk to us about platforms um, or what some of the biggest pitfalls are in um, creating a course, your first course, especially other than making it too big. I think, you know, um, WordPress is now over 33% of the internet and it's mm -hmm. rapidly going to become 35 to 36 by the end of this year. Oh. In um, It has like a number of learning management plugins mm -hmm. and other plugins really aimed at helping the entrepreneur building a, a successful e-learning course environment. Mm -hmm. Then you, you've got some SaaS competitors, um, a number of them aimed at the individual to like coach, mm -hmm. um, aimed at the individual. And then there's others aimed at large organisations. But what you've got to remember is a lot of them also um, market themselves by saying that they're, they're, they're all... It, integrated and it's and it, they offer s a simple way of setting up mm -hmm. i found i've used most of these SaaS products and um the more um feature rich ones are, are not easy to set up <laughs> um because there's a lot of bells and whistles and also you you've got you come a, you come a, against what I call the 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 um, buying the ten speed racer, or the free will tricycle. Mm -hmm. You know, when your child wants their first um, bicycle, do you do you give them? Do you buy them a, a free wheeler, which they're gonna be able to ride pretty rapidly, but mm -hmm. after six months to a year you know you're going to have to buy them a better bike. And a two-wheel bike. <laughs> or do you buy them a 10-speeder? A yeah. And they're going to fall off a few times and mm -hmm. might scrape their knee. Yeah. But you know they'll be able to ride that for about four to five years and, until they want another bike. Until they right? outgrow it, right? So <laughs> it's the same, it's the same in um, e-learning. Mm -hmm. are, are you going to buy a, a three-wheeler that... Um, that will probably get you started quite mm -hmm. quick, but you're rapidly going to outgrow it. Mm -hmm. Or do you jump on, on with something like WordPress, mm -hmm. which is a little bit more complicated, but you, you'll probably be able to stay on that platform from the whole of, to build your whole business on. Mm -hmm. So I know that there's a bunch of people that, um, that have really good content and they refuse, or like they, they're scared to give people that content. How do you help, or do you help people get over that? Well, you know, you've got to make your mind up. Are oh, you going right. <laughs> to attempt to share it? Or um, plagiarism is a concern. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there have been um, times where courses have been totally plagiarized, you know, plagiarized. Mm -hmm. um, other times you find people have, have I've done screenshots, video screenshots of your courses, mm -hmm. and you find them on the internet. Um, it's it really it's dependent on the degree. If somebody's mm -hmm. absolutely copied all your content and mm -hmm. your website, mm -hmm. um, 
and they're based in the US, obviously, um, I wouldn't suggest this for your small course, right. but after you've established yourself and you've got your first batch, um, you know, to copyright your content is mm -hmm. important. And I would suggest that you find a, a good copy, uh, branding copyright lawyer, mm -hmm. and it will protect you in the US. Obviously, if those individuals are based outside the US, there is very little you can, and their hosting provider is also based outside the US. Mm. Um, there, there's going to be very little in reality mm. that you're going to be able to do about that plagiarism. Mm. But if they are based in the US or they're using a US-based hosting provider, you know, most hosting providers, if it obviously, if there's been a breach of copyright, mm -hmm. they will take that site down. You know, I do know people that are, you know, they're afraid to give away their knowledge, though. Um, but do you find that people tend to, um, that are creating courses, they want to give away their knowledge so that they can be seen as an expert? Well, you know, it's it's the other way of building your your brand, your individual brand. If that's what your, the exercise, part of the exercise of the business, is an excellent way of building your authority in a particular sector. Mm -hmm. So um, I know a number of people. I had one, I forgot his name, unfortunately, but he came on a show of, uh, about six, seven months ago. Mm -hmm. And he built his brand on, on, on Google AdWords, basically. That's it. And Just went, one topic. He uh, he he uh, produced a one of the most popular series of training videos on Unimi, mm -hmm. and I'm not great. I'm not a great fan of basing your business on Unimi because mm -hmm. they control the price and everything. Mm -hmm. But he used it, and he got he got over. I think he almost, he almost sold over two hundred thousand subscribers, and but it also led to him getting a number of very lucrative um, contracts with some leading companies. Oh wow! Because um, he was seen as uh, seen as an expert. Because he a lot of people um, there's a lot to a successful google adword campaign and mm -hmm. a lot of people want want to learn it but soon realize that um the investment in time and energy they don't want to do it but who are they going to approach initially well they're going to approach the person that that um developed that course aren't they really aren't they yeah so what so what are the topics um do you have i mean any insight on like what topics are most needed right now oh that that's that's no i can't because the breadth of different um courses for music for teaching mm -hmm. guitar mm -hmm. video editing medical um internal medical training I've, wow. I've done i've done somewhere um it's for in the medical field it's it's in areas where i could hardly pronounce <laughs> the actual subject alone um the breadth of um, how online training and, and e-learning, online learning, um, um, 
Now, I have an established client that trains judges in the US and they provide a lot of online training to judges. So you would never think judges, that, you know, um, the breadth of different areas and different issues is amazing, Jamie. I know. I just, you know, the collective knowledge that we have, um, you know, the knowledge that we have around, you know, whatever our expertise is, but also other things. Um, and the ability that we can access all of that now is just so cool to me. Like if my kids, like my daughter right now is all into block coding. So she will go, like, she'll go onto this website and she'll code webs, like code things like circles and stuff. And I'm just like, what, who, like people put together this stuff and now kids can learn this stuff, which is even cooler to me. You know, it's, they, there's so many options for learning. Um, and I love to learn. So it's just been really cool to have so many, you know, the, the world is our oyster on our knowledge, which is really cool. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. I think that's about all I had for you today. Um, so before I ask you my last question, what is the easiest way for people to find you? Well, go to the WP Tonic mm -hmm. um, website. That's wp-tonic.com. We've got a load of resources. We've got a lot of interviews from various um, people that are either building successful businesses themselves or experts in particular fields that can help you build your online business, mm -hmm. make it more successful. Mm -hmm. um, we're up to almost 480 of those type of interviews and roundtables. Also, the, um, we've got a load of articles on the website that provide really great information for anybody that's looking to build an online course. It's a great resource. Um, you can go to the website and download uh, our planning document that really gives you a like four-page, really easy to follow about all the things you need to get um, enrolled to build your first online course i love a checklist a it's a checklist <laughs> it's a checklist uh, um, and um it's a great downloading or if you if you want us either we've got diy um product mm -hmm. or if you want us to build out the whole thing for you so we offer a lot of options that's awesome um, so final question, what is the first thing someone who wants to build an online course should do? Other than download their checklist. <laughs> yeah. Is there a real need, mm -hmm. um, a want for what I've got to offer? And the good news is that a lot of people just go into the mechanics, the technology, and also mm -hmm. how I'm going to produce this. And what you really need to do is there's loads of Facebook groups. There must be a Facebook group for almost any subject. Right. And also um, seeing what other courses are about. You know, if I don't get entrapped by the volume, we've covered that. It's more about have, have I got some view, some way of teaching, some mm -hmm. outlook that can offer a solution to a particular problem? And... Do, is there an audience out there, are, are they, does that problem exist in their own minds? You know, um, you've got to, um, through like Facebook groups and that, 
really make sure that the problem you think people have, they really do have. Mm -hmm. And then have you got a solution? And if you do that bit of homework and it doesn't have to take months, it's no, we're talking about like six weeks, two, two months of joining various Facebook groups, you know, answering the, not bulldozing oneself in it, but being helpful in those groups mm -hmm. and then start asking your own questions. Um, and, you know, you can be frank saying, I'm thinking of starting a course, mm -hmm. you know, these are the areas I'm thinking of covering. Um, what do you think? And, you know, you start getting feedback. And then from that feedback, you're probably going to modify your initial course. It's just a great way of, uh, also, it's a great way of pre-promoting. Um, most people, as long as you're not selling direct mm -hmm. uh, on somebody else's Facebook group, they probably will allow you to ask those type of questions. Mm -hmm. And it's just a great way of pre-promotion as well. My A good friend of mine, um, she creates courses and she said, um, you know, she just started creating the courses people are asking her for, you know, she's like, I just got a lot of people asking me about this certain thing. So I just created a course around it. So that was like the easiest, like, I was just like, oh, well, duh. <laughs> like, what is the thing that people ask you the most about? Just create a course around it. Exactly. Exactly. And don't make it warm, peace. Yeah. Right. Make it easy. Cause I don't make think people easy. want you know, eight hour courses. Like if I was buying a course uh, with like an hour or two, maybe three, depending on. Uh, I think it, I think it really, uh, I think it really depends on, on the sector, the, you know, what kind of student are you dealing with? Mm -hmm. if, you know, as you build trust, as you, as you roll out more successful courses, um, you probably have your, your starter courses. And then as you, progress you have your more intermediate and then you've got the whole area of as the price increases you normally offer more one-to-one -one coaching mm -hmm, on in, the back end. in in the back end mm -hmm. where you know when it's over a thousand dollars for a course there's some element of one-to-one -one coaching or small group coaching mm -hmm. and technology like zoom which we're using now and other platforms it's so much easier to offer that group um individual coaching or small group coaching than ever before that's awesome i love it thank you so much for your time today um and uh we'll put everything in the description boxes um for everybody to um to find and thank you appreciate it no problem at all jamie i really enjoyed the interview thank you so much for having me You're on bye-bye Thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant.